Welcome back to another episode of Deepity Grooves. It's been a while since we recorded one, eh? It's been a wee while. It's been two weeks since we recorded one, but, but we pre-recorded two with Louie. Sorry for the little microphone adjustment. Uh, we pre-recorded two with Louie. Hey, Lou. And then uh, we decided, uh, well, we, we put those out consecutively, and now we're back with another fucking episode. And we are getting fucking grand funky today. Yeah. Oh, one of the most overrated... Like, great, great, great bands of all time. Overrated? Underrated, sorry. Did <laughs> I, I say like, overrated? Yeah, you said overrated. I was like, holy shit. <sighs> my bad. I haven't smoked my morning joint yet. Controversial <laughs> topic off the beginning. <laughs> you start a fight. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're spinning... Unf- well, not unfortunately, but I, would want, I really love... Where the fuck's the case? There it is, sir. I really love uh, all their albums. I'm a huge Grand Funk fan. We're spinning survival today. Um, probably not their greatest success, Whoa. but very big as well. I enjoy the fuck out of it. No, no, I mean, I love it. I love every fucking I think album. On Time is the but, best one. Oh, yeah. The on Time, one. Closer to Home, and then the live funk, like, uh, our Grand Funk Live. You I know like what I mean? Red the one. good one. The good live one. Because yeah. they have a later live one that's still good, but not the first live one, when they catch it live... They catch it real good. That's so raw. And that's that's one thing that attracts me. They're just so fucking powerful. Three guys, trio, so it's trio. Um, Isn't power uh, trio. Craig Frost on this? Uh, no, he comes the, in The after. keyboard guy? He comes in after. Okay. I believe. Because he's a fucking dirty keyboard player. Yeah, but I have my issues with that. Oh, really? When he comes in, a lot of what made... Me love Grand Funk. A lot of big power bass, guitar, drums. It kind of leaves a bit, and well, there's some more. They had didn't have to do so much when they had a keyboard exactly. player, you know. Which, in a sense, yeah, it takes away. It just because I don't know what it is with Grand Funk. Uh, the way Mark, Mel, and Don work together. Work the, together. Yeah, worked, <laughs> yeah. Um, that bass, like Mel, is a fucking insane bass player. Uh, I know. Dylan, or uh, the other Dylan there. He, what other Dylan? The other Dylan, our friend there. Um, he he plays bass. Oh, I think I remember him. Been yeah, a long time. Been a long time, eh? Uh, but he plays bass, and I know one of his biggest uh, influences for playing bass is Mel. Uh, Don, the drummer, is personally one of my favorite drummers. And Frank's just a guitar god. Frank? Frank Ferner. Uh, Mark, 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 Mark. I was like Frank. Frank, Frank's his brother. Sorry, Fuck, you better light that joint. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Frank. Uh, I'm sp- I'm drinking nothing special today. I'm just drinking a black label. Um, Fuck you, got an ash Oh, I'm sure we'll find one somewhere. There's an orange peel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Grand Funk. Uh, Grand Funk is a band that... They're an American band. They, they are an American band. And that's quite well known uh, <laughs> in their album, We're an American Band. Um, now they're a band I fucking... I, I've been listening to most of my life. Uh, my mom was a massive Grand Funk fan. Massive. More than my dad. My dad's a fan. But where I get my love for Grand Funk is from my mother... Your she mom's taste, like it. both your parents' taste of music is great, but like, you know, your dad's taste of music is obvious. Like when you see him, like he's a musician first of all, so yeah. like you see it. But your mom, when you just hang out with your mom, have a couple beers and listen to tunes with her, she puts on some of the best shit, dude. Oh yeah, no, she she fucking, she, you know, she can't play an instrument worth shit, and she doesn't want it. But she loves the fucking music. She doesn't even care about the artists or like the names of the people. That she just loves the music. Well, she likes Ian Gillen. Yeah, she loves Ian Gillen. <laughs> His dimples. That my mom, man. like, what she sang, right? She always sang. But uh, she's another woman that just impeccable music taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you. Well, I mean, when we did that Chicago album, you were naming a couple things your mom. Uh, liked there I mean she liked everything my dad liked and some that my dad didn't like you know like 
And that's the thing with my mom, too, you know, like, um, she, no, my dad's not a huge Sheryl Crow fan. I love Sheryl Crow because my mom, you know, yeah, like, Sheryl Crow's still amazing. Like Sheryl Crow, too. Uh, you know, there's other things, like, Tragically Hip, my dad, you know, he's a fan, but my mom was a fan before him, you know, like. Well, I just, like, speaking of moms, like, I just remember, like, you know, I'd be in the car with my mom or something, and I'd be like, fuck, what's it called? And I couldn't remember a song. And I was like, fuck, I wish Dad was here. He'd tell me. And she's like, excuse me? And then tell me what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shit that you wouldn't expect her to know. Yeah. Like, the, the. You know that time I played your mind? Like, I heard it, and it was the album Dusk. Right? And my dad always loved that album. And I heard it, so I knew it, right? Because I always grew up around it. And I was like, oh, you dirty bastard. Bless yourself. Um, but she would tell me what things were like unbelievable me and my dad we would like sit and watch stingray yeah. you know what i mean stingray rock or whatever yeah, yeah put I mean, it on and then you try to say what the song is before it pops up mm -hmm. and, yeah and we, then I, the amount of time she could say it before us it's unbelievable yeah. unbelievable <laughs> see my mom would be like i don't fucking know but it's good <laughs> she'd say <laughs> Your mom is the kind of person that loves music based on a feeling. Yeah. Because exactly. when I look at your mom, when she is feeling music, she's got the sway going. Yeah. She just like holds her head a bit because yeah. <laughs> she has vertigo. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. She, she's much more into the feeling of music. Oh, I just took a little bite for it. That's the blueberry gelato. Ooh, that's what that is. Or did you want another puff through? Yeah, I'll take a little. Very flavorful. Yeah, it's nice. Um, all right, Grand Funk Railroad. Sometimes shortened as uh, Grand <coughs> Funk, always for me. And sometimes Grand GFR. Funk. Yeah, GFR. Uh, formed in now Flint, Michigan, USA. Um, they've been they're Detroit boys. Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. Wow, Flint. Well, I guess, but yeah, but I mean that's the city. Enough. <laughs> you know, close enough. Uh, and, you know, the primary genre is hard rock. And, yeah, I'll fucking give it to them. Um, now, you mentioned Craig Frost. I love when he, like, I love everything they do in general. Like, every single album. Summer hits, summer misses. Wait, can um, I just pause you? Yeah. I got Craig Frost's name right and fucked up Mark Ferner. Yeah. That's dirty. See, I took that joint and started it, lit it up, and now I'm just filled with regret. <laughs> no the shit so. you do when you're not high. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, good thing. Um, um, yeah, no. Um, I like every album because uh, I love Grand Funk. But, uh, no, I was going to mention there's even, uh, like, my favorite album, not ever from Grand Funk, but my favorite Craig Frost era Grand Funk album is uh what the fuck's the name it's uh shining on okay yeah i yeah. love shining on i love the cover yeah with, with the, the fucking 3d glasses in there and that's such a unique fucking thing to do you know put in some 3d glasses make the cover look 3d and then your viewers can look at it like that yeah that's, well, that's awesome. one of my favorite uh with craig frost before craig frost man i love them all every single fucking song i just fucking love the power love the driving force it is literally a grand funk Railroad. It's a fucking. Train At this time, they are going grand. by railroad, right? No, just no, grand funk. Yeah. And they were massive. Now, now um, I was going to mention this. This is probably their best cover. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Just looking like some fucking. Like, I mean, on time's pretty cool too. Close to the home's kind of just basic. Yeah, you know, but did someone color the eyes in? No, it, it's actually it's actually weird. I thought so too, but it's it's real, like real eyes. But then I've seen somewhere they're just white. Yeah, I've never seen it with the red eyes. They uh, kind of look like me. <laughs> um, and most of the Grand Funk albums I do have, uh, no, I'm okay, uh, are original. Yeah, well, I noticed right away the uh, nice little white dot you had up there. Yeah, and that uh, Closer to Home is original. My two red ones that are also pretty beat up uh, are... Um, Originals as well. On time is an original. I like that. Well, like, oops. Even my e Pluribus might be original. I don't know. Yeah, mine is. Viewers obviously can't see the cover that you have, right? But you, and and record collectors know that 
you come across these albums, right, that were fucking actually in a fucking library once a card, and inside they have their library slots, and they're numbered, and they always seem to tape around it. Yep. I think that was probably to protect the the corners, I think. When they push it into the shelf or something like that. Because the corners are what goes first on the record. And you know what? Normally I don't like that, but your copy of it looks pretty fucking nice with yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know, know what the weird way was, but they did a good job. Well, <laughs> I looked on the back. It might say on the card inside. Because I think it's Valcor. Valcor. So, Bombardier. So it's like I see Core. Okay, Valcor. But it says PQ. Yeah, okay. And then it says Bombardier, so... Um, either way. I want to go there and see if they could still give me records. Imagine you go there and it's fucking, here, here's all our records. I'm like, look, I got this from here. And then they'll be like, give it back. No. Give it back. Um, So-and-so never brought that back. And in fact, you have to pay his late fee. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That's like, probably, well, I don't know how much it does. Uh, Probably like at least couple thousand dollars by now. <laughs> yeah. Um this song has a couple covers on it. Yeah, uh, this album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this song. <laughs> Jesus. That's alright. It's um, been a couple This years. album has a couple covers on it. And one of them is a song that was covered a fair bit in that yeah. time. Lots. Lots of people. Which that. is uh Feeling Alright, which was originally done by Traffic. But notable covers are also this grand funk cover that's coming up and uh and uh joe cocker yeah joe cocker yeah so but fucking i feel like do a really great job probably a couple more that were free oh yeah (laughs) because that is a song that's been fucking covered a lot a Um, lot i've heard it a million times now out of all the versions uh I prefer. I, I, I gotta really say, like it. traffic. I know, but feeling all right's gotta be mine. Like, like Grand Punk's version. Yeah. Even Joe Cocker, though. Nah, I know bold, they're both good. Old Austin Englishman. They're all good, but man, feeling all right with the drums, dudes. And it's also the first feeling all right I've heard. Yeah. When I found out that it was covered by multiple people, I was like, oh shit, okay. That's the first version you heard. No, yeah, this is the first version I heard. Really, mine would have been Joe Cocker for sure. Cause. My mom's favorite Grand Funk song is "I Can Feel Him in the Morning," which is which is on the same yeah. album. So they it kind of uh, kind of was one of the first ones I heard. Fuck, I love Grand Funk. It's, so good, it's hard man. to describe why I love them. I think it's just a combination of the thumping, powerful bass that leads the songs, the insane guitar work. Like Mark Farner is a wicked guitar player. You mean uh, Frank? I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Frank, Frank or Mark, t- give or take, you know, depends on who shows up that day. Um, then he Don is one of my favorite drummers, and I fucking love his snare style. So yeah. The sound his snare drum makes, the ticka 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 it's very, which um, kind of goes with Terry Knight. The Terry producer? Knight is the producer, yeah. and he leaves, uh, fuck, I forget which album he leaves. Uh, one of the later ones though and all like it you I noticed the drum sound changes a lot and it's if you listen to Terry Knight's drumming uh, not Terry Knight Grand Funk's drumming then you listen to Blood Rock's drummer oh. like the sound it's the same sound because Does that's the same Terry Knight, yeah, yeah he produced Blood Rock yeah wow so it's kind of interesting because speaking the about bands ridiculously underrated Blood Rock man yeah, we, we haven't done any about I mean, we said Grand, I said Grand Punk is underrated at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Actually, they, I, they are. But. I said overrated, but I meant <laughs> underrated. But ridiculously underrated, but still known to a certain degree and still a big following. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas a band like Blood Rock, when's the last time you heard someone outside of your friend group that you know knows it ever brought it up? Yeah, I can't say not. I, I don't think I've it. ever heard it from someone that isn't like you or the boys or me and my Maybe dad talking. Nikki. Nikki's the only one I can think of just because uh, 
know. Yeah, but if he brought it up, it still would make sense yeah, that yeah, you heard it from yeah. him. I mean, like, someone, like, nodded. Like, when's the last time you seen a Facebook post about <laughs> it? Like, on fucking Sound no. of Consequence. Oh, you hear a fucking blood <laughs> rot's going on their 50th year anniversary. Everyone's all like, what? Yeah. You Ooh. know? Who? Who? Play some fucking, put some Slipknot on there. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I, I... Uh, yeah, Blood Rock is definitely more underrated than... Well, I mean, Grand so Funk was massive. Yeah, uh, massive in its time when everything yeah. was kind of like that. But when's the last time you hear anyone bring up Grand Funk? Yeah. And you know what? Other than your friend group. Or we follow a lot of music pages. Yeah. I'm in a fucking music page called fucking Put Grand Funk in the... Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Fame, you know? Grand Funk, uh, I'll get to... Well, we'll do Closer to Home one day, and I'll read out the fucking numbers for that, because that's their biggest album. Closer to Home. It's uh, a fucking amazing album. I'm your captain. Massive hit. But, um, <coughs> they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that bothers the fucking absolute shit out of me. Why? Because they're so fucking good. I can't imagine being alive at a, like, you know, around the age I am now, maybe even a little younger, more of a teenager in the going into the 70s. Yeah. Right? I can't imagine the output of not just like Grand Funk, but everyone at I that know. time. Just music. I Overload. couldn't imagine it. Every, Almost every day something came yeah, out, man. Like, what the fuck? A music And I also Overload. wonder if I would have been so um, open to other genres because of how much. I don't know. Well, it just resonates with me. I don't know if it would resonate with me the same if it... Yeah. I mean, it's probably the same as why our parents kind of not like everything released today or they don't really explore. They it's have because, a harder time opening yeah. up, whereas us, we had the choice to go wherever we wanted. Exactly. Like, they had the best music growing up. Beatles, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin. All of it. Grand Funk. Your mom was going to see Zeppelin. Yeah. Fuck. Sadly, it didn't work out. But, like, she, she was in that age group. To yeah. not see it at Celebration Day. To see it when it was happening. Yeah, exactly. Not see it at, like, I don't know, Live Aid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Phil Collins? What? Why? But um, nothing against Phil no, Collins, no. but I mean, it just didn't, uh, you know, that's For, not when you want to see it. No, definitely not, especially when you're a drummer. No offense, Phil Collins, great with Genesis. Yeah, amazing <laughs> drummer. Like, ridiculous drummer. But you don't... But he's not John Bell. Well, <laughs> For me, he's not John No, Bell. no, for sure. Like, There's yeah. this crazy Phil Collins drum solo I want to show you, though, it's insane. Oh, I believe it. No, I really like Does Phil it with, Collins. like, another guy, and they're, like, mimicking each other? And it's with, like... with, uh, with Genesis, Phil Collins is a fucking spectacular drummer. Um, I just think... John Bonham's made it more impactful. Yeah, but Phil Collins is known for his voice. Yeah. And John Bonham's known for drumming. That's yeah, how exactly. At the end of the day, that's it. And Phil Collins, I don't... Uh, in the air tonight. Which isn't that complicated of a drum thing, but it's so good. I burp. Uh, feeling alright. So good. Great song. Uh, I was going to look that up. Who, how... How many versions of Feeling Alright is there? More than they'll know on the internet, guaranteed. True. Um, I'm, I'm, it really bothers me that th this band is not in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It bothers a lot of people. Uh, it does. And they keep getting snubbed. And you know, it's because of some fucking bullshit, apparently, where their lyrics are too... Explicit. They put NWA in. I know. But <laughs> they did, Grand Funk didn't change the musical landscape like the NWA, right? Guaranteed. Like, with the amount of rappers that are going oh, in, geez. Eminem will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday. Yeah. And this, some of the vulgar shit. He raps about raping his mother. You know? I mean, yeah. Is Marilyn Manson in there? No. no, but guaranteed one day. Unless uh, his name gets so deteriorated. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, Even then, like, you know, I don't look at those people and and appreciate them because of their mistakes. I, I look at 
strictly based on music, and for that, I'll always enjoy Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. enjoyment-wise. Um. All right. So traffic. Dave Mason wrote the song. Oh, Dave Mason wrote the song. Uh, feeling all right. Oh God, these fucking mailing lists. Get out of here. I don't want to join your mailing list. Join them. So he wrote it in, when he was in Greece. That's cool. Join us. <laughs> And then Joe, Joe, Joe Cocker um, released it. Mongo Santa, Santa Maria released it. Grand Funk Railroad. <coughs> Three Dog Night. Lou Rawls. Freddie King. Three Dog Night. That is a great cover. We haven't done any of them. We should do some of that. One. Uh, the Ohio Players. Diana Ross with Jackson 5. Uh, the Black Crows and Coldplay. Black Crows? Yeah. Over 40 cover versions have been recorded. I need That's to hear insane. that. I, I can't believe I haven't heard that. <laughs> really? I, I, when I said that, I thought you'd be like, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. But, I don't I know. I don't remember if I heard it. Damn, damn, damn. Um, that being said, Feeling All Right, amazing fucking song. Uh, love every single version of it, just because the words are so good. It's true. When you put that on in the cart, no matter whose version you're listening to, feeling all right. When it gets to that chorus, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm feeling all right. Only when you're listening to that yeah, song. yeah, I'm feeling all right. <laughs> like, if you're driving and that song comes on, especially the Grand Funk version for me, I'm like, just bobbing my head the whole time. Um, yeah, fuck. It's only 22 minutes, man. God damn. Uh, that's the thing, you know. They want they want to get as much music out as possible, right? So well, I mean, when you look at it, like I always think of an American band as a much later album. Hmm. It's seventy three. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's seventy three. It's four years (laughs) after their first album. It's like honestly, when you said that, I was kind of like, wait a minute, really? Yeah, no. I was thinking like seventy eight, you know, later on, but seventy three is fucking early. Damn. I kind of forgot it was right? <laughs> Like I, I seen that earlier, and I was like, "Really?" But these were this. this they was, stopped releasing albums in the early eighties. Yeah, eighty three is their last uh, album. Um, so literally ten years after, but liter- but at the same time, <clears throat> I think that's a lot. But the band was only putting out albums for fourteen years. Yeah, but fuck, they put out a lot of albums. Oh, yeah. Not a lot, but like two in sixty nine, one in seventy, which is closer to home. And they probably toured a fuck ton. And then they had two and 71. Well, that's the album where they break. Yeah. I mean, they're big, and then they really break. Yeah, and then they have two albums to follow up in 71. That's yeah. E. Pluribius, Funk, and Survival. And then Phoenix, 72, 73, 74, 2 and 74, and 2 and 76, and then 81 and 83. So, Closer to Home's their biggest album. What would you say is the the second biggest album to follow? Like We're just, an American band. Yeah, for for uh, like popularity wise, wise yeah. yeah, but for me, uh, I always put the older albums. First. Yeah, like same because the first on time, <laughs> like yeah, for you it's on time. Uh, me, it's hard because I love a song here, I love a song there, I love a song yeah. There. Well, this album, like I love the Stones. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna play Gimme Shelter, but not just. You know, it's not just anyone covering it. It's a great band doing yeah. it. So and they're they going to do a great job. Version. Great musicians play great music. You know, maybe not everyone's going to like it just because they prefer the Stones, but me, I won't. And they're I try version. not to judge a song based on that. If a song's a great song, yeah. and a great artist doing it, it's going to do a great job. And, yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. But and I'm their version's wicked, too. When it comes to music, I'll drink a beer and be like, two. <clears throat> You know, you suck. I hate it. Yeah. I'm very giving to music, I find. I, yeah. Like, it takes a lot for me to hate something. Because I can find something I love in almost yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's what you got to be when you're a uh, music enthusiast or musicians. you got to be open to things. Um, you know, like, there's some artists out there who are like, no, fuck all that shit. Um, and, you know... Uh, that's not really good because you're going to just be stuck in this the same thing you've been trying to do and once your peak or once that thing fades away what are you going to do you're just yeah. going to keep doing that no you're going to evolve like ZZ Top did when the 80s came they evolved their sound they, you know that's what you, that they opened up their mind I never mind when a musician I love 
calls out another musician for being an asshole because they were an asshole. Yeah. Right, and I don't care. If you got a problem and you want to say it, say it. I hate when a musician calls out another musician because they don't like their music. Yeah. I don't even like that music. It's like... Suck? Well, not just that. It's like, you know, not everyone likes your music. Exactly. Right? Why do you got to be the guy that's putting someone out? It's art at the end of the day, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. their... It's their version of art. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. It's, art is subjective. Like, you can't... Like, you can't judge a person's art. Uh, and, like, that's the only judgment there is. Like, no. People are gonna like it. Like, you can't, you know. Yeah. Different different people will like different... Different sounds. Different Definitely. music. Um, I was gonna mention, speaking of asshole, fucking Eric Clapton... Air clapped With that fucking $11 bootleg. Yeah. That's dirty. <laughs> That's a little dirty guy. He's got billions of dollars and you can't let the poor German lady who didn't even know it was a fucking bootleg. But then again, I'm kind of at the same thing, on the same side as Air Clapton in a sense because it's like, hey, I work hard for my fucking music and you're just going to rip yeah, it off. But $11. No, like, really. no, but even like it, if it was a record that you sold for 100 bucks. No, I wouldn't give a fuck. You know? It will start Like, now, if yes. someone... No, I, I if you're going to attack someone, attack someone for taking it and, like, actually profiting from it. Yeah. Not, not a sale. Profiting. Yeah. Like, consistently, you know, someone take your song and put it on their song and they haven't talked to you. Yeah. Go after that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for I sure. have the fucking uh, Clapton album, The Greatest Hits, where it's got him, some Derek and the Dominoes, and some cream on it. It's a CD, you know. It's got a couple scratches on it. I might sell it for like two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't skip. But it's got a little scratch on it. I seen it. I know it's there. Yeah. Two bucks. If he were to come at me for that, that would be I don't know. It's just that that would be dirty. Yeah. There's nothing for me that makes me think that's okay. You know. Like, maybe if he was starting out. <laughs> You know, like, it, you know, he just released his first album and then there's already bootlegs. He'd be like, okay, well, that's not cool. You know, you're barely making a hundred bucks a week off your music. All right. Yeah, there's so much unofficial but, shit, dude. Yeah, like... Are you hurting? <laughs> yeah, he's not hurting. Fuck, he's fucking living life. An old cranky fuck. Anyways, just have... But to, at the same uh, time, I'll never hate him. No, exactly. Like, but because I don't associate that with my love for his music. Nope, his music, either. to me, is fucking meant... Yeah, I agree with and, that. And I'm one that, like, you know, I know a lot of people that don't give a fuck about Eric Clapton. So oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I know. And I love There's it. There's a lot of people. Who, and I love a, it. A lot of, actually, a lot of people say, fucking, once he left Cream, they don't Yeah, they don't I, like, I like the Derek and the Dominoes, and yeah. like, uh... I like Layla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, please. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, Eric Clapton is one of those musicians who, uh... He's an asshole in person, kind of like Van Morrison, but he makes amazing music, and I can't take it away from him. And See, I don't know that Van Morrison's an asshole. He might be, but I just don't believe it. No. <laughs> I mean, I've read articles where I heard it, and I'm like, ah, you know, he's not an asshole. It's hard to imagine putting up with certain shit for over 60 years, like, yeah. just all the time, media in your face. It drives someone crazy. Yeah. But, uh... No, I, I like, I try not think Van Morrison's an asshole because he wrote uh, some amazing songs. Give me love. How can someone who writes give you love, love, oh, moon love, dance. <laughs> moon dance, all these beautiful mind. songs, and then fuck you, asshole, play this like that. TV oh. sheets. Yeah. But Anyways. at the same time, if you're going to play with him and you know what he's going to play, play it right. Yeah, don't fucking no, play exactly. It. Like, he hired he you to so do Big yeah. that he can do that, and he hired you to do what you're, you know, what he wants you to do. Um, all that to say is that no one in uh, Grand Funk is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, okay, now maybe we'll discuss that on the next side of Grand Funk Survival, right? Is that okay? Grand Funk Survival, because there is some there is some fucking controversy when the band splits up later on, so we'll discuss that multiple times. The band yeah. splits up <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. We'll be back after these messages. I don't need 
no more curses. I don't need any more cities. I got everything that a man could want. I got more than I could ever need. And I don't have to run around. But I had to get off the ground. Cause I got me a great, a great album spinning. And I gotta hit the other side. I gotta get up. Oh, I have to get up. Cause it's time Gotta flip the record Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta flip the record Yeah, yeah, yeah It's time and I gotta flip the record Both those words, yeah Can I get a witness? Brad, will you be my fucking witness? Will you flip it? Did you flip it? Yes, I flipped it can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I get a witness? Brad, will you be my witness? Yeah, I'll watch you flip it. Sweet. Woo! Hello. That was fun. I think that's the longest we, the longest uh, amount of time we spent working on a jingle. We wrote down lyrics and everything. Wow, maybe not. Yeah. That was <laughs> one take, though. One take. That was a one take. Alright. I, I kind of forgot what was going on there. Um, yeah, so we left off where we were talking uh, about the couple times they've split up now. Uh, and now, unfortunately, uh, well, they're sorry together. for our neighbors. There's, they're trying out some sort of fucking ATV. They're, they're always doing stuff down there. Um, I love doers. the studio banter, by the way. The studio banter where it's like, no, you got it. You got. You're supposed to continue playing on, like. Um, and that, you know the great thing about the first album too uh, is Mark does all the organ yeah. so when there is no organ uh, guitar uh, sorry when there is organ there is no guitar which is it's really cool but I love the uh, the talk and then he's explaining what it's supposed to be like and then they go right into it right after like the version it kind of reminds me of the Beatles a bit Bill Cosby <laughs> just say Bill Cosby randomly. He showed me a meme, uh, cause he's stoned and uh, looking at memes. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, we were talking about their breakups. Now, uh, unfortunately, Mister Mark Farner is not part of the band anymore because, uh, well, basically, Don is a prick a little bit. Uh, because Don and Mark don't really get along. Mel's just kind of around for the ride. So Don and Mel are doing Grand Funk Railroad, and Mark is now Mark Farner's All-American Band. Uh, or American, uh, American Mark band. Farner's American Band, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but you know, is it just personal issues? And like, it's legal name issues. Like, oh, who owned it? Yeah. Because Mark did most of the writing, but like Don also did quite a bit of writing. I don't know exactly the whole story, but I know it. Like it's Mark just and a Don. bummer because like they all do vocals, right? But doesn't Mark do the most vocals? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, and he wrote most of the songs, I'd say. Yeah, that's rough. It's weird when someone's the voice of something but not the name of it. And uh, I know f I'm in a cup. I'm in like a couple of grand funk. Uh, pages, Mark Farner pages and stuff like that on Facebook, and uh, man, fucking people, it's like the grunge thing, it's all over again. You know, like, Lane dies, uh, it's not Alice in Chains, like that type of fucking arguing over who should have the band name, and like, anytime someone posts something about... Yeah, but if Mark had the, the, na the name and Mel and Don weren't there, they wouldn't say it was Grand Funk. It's always a bummer when they could do it, they're all alive, you know, they're able to, and they just won't. But at the same time, it's a personal choice, and maybe some shit just went too far that you can't go back from, you know? Yeah. But Mark, uh, like, uh, oh, never mind. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> and he called me stoned. No, I was saying something, and I kind of forgot what I was saying. Uh, no, but, uh, sorry, yeah. 
Mel, Mel and Don, they're, uh, they're together right now. Yeah. And um, you know, Bruce Kulik is with them. Yeah. He's a former fucking Kiss guitarist, so you know I love that. And every time someone posts something on those Facebook groups, like, of the Grand Funk now, like, with Don and Bruce and stuff like that, they're all like, oh, fuck that, that's not Grand Funk, Mark Farner's Grand Funk, and I'm like, no, Mark Farner's part of Grand Funk. Grand they're Funk was all three. Yeah. Grand, and Craig You Foss know, at the same it. time, whatever Mark Farner's doing... That's Grand Punk too. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd go see Mark Fire. I'd go see both. Me too. You know. That's what I. You know, people. Uh, there's a couple bands. Mark like Farner's out there doing Grand Funk tunes. Yeah, like he's got solo stuff too that he's yeah. doing, but yeah. like, but predominantly does a lot of the yeah. Grand Funk stuff. He has to. And uh, well, he doesn't have have to, but you know, you know, that is because yeah. he knows he should. Exactly. There's a couple bands like that. Uh, the Beach Boys is another one. Because Mike Love is doing his Beach Boys, and then it's Brian Wilson uh, is all well not not touring anymore, but they were. So like, you know, there's a couple bands where they split up, you know, and there's different members doing the same stuff, you know, but it's not like it's under a different name, like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Roger Waters is doing his own things, but when he does a show, he has a whole show dedicated to the whole fucking wall. Yeah. Like. So not the one much... he's doing right now, though. No. What's the one he's doing right now? Uh, us and them. <laughs> no. He's not doing that either. No? Okay. He's coming. Well, he was, unless everything gets shut yeah. down. Shut down again. Uh, Grand Funk. Uh, look, uh, we, this is our first Grand Funk round. So, uh, maybe I'll, I'll talk a bit about the members. So, right now it's... Tim Cashin, Max Carl, Bruce Cullick, Mel Schatcher, and Don Brewer. Unfortunately, Mark Farner is not there. But the original was Mark Farner, Don, and Mel. That was up until this is not a drum. 72. I wonder what he's playing. He's probably playing some of his stuff too. When is it? When is the show? July 15th. July 15th. Uh, speaking of drummers, I don't know why we I, I, we weren't speaking of drummers. <laughs> well, you're speaking of the members. Oh, members, yeah. But speaking of drummer, Don Brewer, man, he's an underrated drummer. Oh yeah. Like he's a really underrated drummer, and uh, I don't know, I love it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's showing me tickets. Um, this is my mom's favorite song, by the way. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Don Brewer, really underrated drummer. I, uh, I like. I barely hear anything about him. And you listen to his stuff on this album, album for you know, any Grand Funk album, really. All really fucking good. Like that drum fill at the beginning of We're an American Band. Like that's crazy. I, I love learning that. So, you know, I'd like to see Don Do you Brewer. play a lot of uh, Grand Funk songs? Not with the band, but like when I do drum practicing by myself, I, yeah. Yeah. I do quite a bit. Like, I really love doing that. Well, Time Machine's fun, but also uh, Aimless Lady. That's always fun. Um, this song's really fucking good. When it kicks in there, yeah. you're stoned. You're like, do, 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 do. Well, I am. It's that nice stoned. little guitar. I can feel him in the morning. I can feel him in the evening, too. So Grand Funk Railroad was formed as a trio by Mark Farner, Don Brewer, uh... From Terry Knight and the Pack, so Don Brewer was the drummer of Terry Knight's band. So good. Uh, With that bass to the Grand Funk has a very easily able to follow bass line with your mouth, you know. Like I did a whole fucking just, uh, like when we were recording the jingle. I think I fucking did half of a half of a Aimless Lady the song there, just mouth bass, mouth bass. <laughs> Brad's got the mouthpiece. Uh, Knight soon became the band's manager. Mel Shatcher was from Question Mark and the Mysterians. Um, and then the band's manager, uh, he also named the, the band as a, wor a play on words for the Grand Trunk Western Railroad. Grand Trunk? Yeah. Grand Trunk sounds uh, way cooler. So that, yeah, exactly. Uh, that was a well-known rail line in Michigan. So he switched up to Grand Funk. 
Uh, and they're signed. They first achieved recognition in 1969 at the International Atlanta Pop Festival. Uh, and then the band was signed by Capitol. Next thing you know, they released an album. Albums, albums, <coughs> albums, more albums. Um, really a big fucking power trio for sure. Oh, dude. Like, the definition of power trio comes from Cream. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Cream, Grand Funk, you know. Uh, later on, Rush. Triumph. Like that, yeah, like, later on, Triumph, Rush. But yeah, like the, well, the, the ones who really, probably there's more that I'm, I can't think of right now, but rock power trios that fucking explode is Cream and Grand Funk at this time. Cream di- Cream's di- done by this time, actually. Yeah, but we're forgetting so many. I yeah, already I know. know it. I know. Uh, 1970, uh, sorry, they released their first album by the end of 1969 in August, uh, and it sold over one million copies. Not bad. Uh, which received a gold record in 1970. Rush. Yeah, but I was saying, like, Starters of ZZ Top. Rock. Oh yeah, there you go. That's another one. ZZ Top. Definitely ZZ Top. So those three. Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yeah. Okay. So those four. <laughs> um, in February 1970, a second album, Grand Funk on the Red, uh, or the Red Album, as awarded gold status as well. Uh, although it had very little airplay. Uh, but the group's first six albums were quite successful. Uh, more specifically, closer to home, which was released in 1970, and basically, man, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah, true. Those are prog rock gods. Prog rock gods. We st- we we uh, we still haven't done them. We're gonna have to. I know. I know. Uh, by 1971, Grand Funk equaled the Beatles' Shea Stadium attendance record, but sold the venue out in just 72 hours. The Shea Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. 72 hours. Now, obviously, uh, it was about 10 years since the Beatles played there, so technology had advanced a little... Actually, not even 10 years. Older uh, Like, seven, seven years. So, uh, yeah, more than um, Seven years. So, man, just to have seven years... Oh, technology couldn't have changed that much, actually. Probably a little bit more quicker, but, like, 72 hours, they sold out Chase Stadium, which is... Beatles took a few weeks to sell. Uh, following Close to Home, the double disc live album, which is a fucking dirty album. Cosby does a Nash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's stuck on that. Uh, li- the live album is so dirty, man. The recording. We'll oh, yeah. 70, right? <laughs> yeah. Just the audio is very. <laughs> you know, I don't have it, and I reserved it at Retropop, and he sold it. Yeah. Uh, e Pluribus Funk celebrated the Shea Stadium show. And, just skipping a little ahead here, finally came uh, Survival. Which is a fucking fabulous album. Uh, Survival was released in April 1971. Uh, what? That doesn't have a day. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, it doesn't have a day. It just says April 71. So it's actually technically it's 50th year this year. Right on. Didn't even know that. Well, happy birthday! Happy 50th anniversary to Survival by Grand Funk. In fact, completely forgot about that. Um, Don Brewer was not happy with the sa- drum sound. You know, fuck his opinion, because I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, you mentioned it. <laughs> like, I love the sound his snare drums, like his drums are making. And it sounds the same as the other one, but whatever. Um, Brewer... Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So he cha- that he didn't like the drum sound because Knight insisted on putting a blanket on it on the drums to give it a little more like the snare like that's why the snare is so dampened. Yeah, it's not like pow. It's pop 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 pop. And they got that from Let It Be Ringo Starr. Oh. Um. this is the wonderful cover of. Me shelter, which was a single, the second single. Second side? What? Yeah, side uh, two, first two. side, actually. I can feel them in the morning. The one that I just played was the second side of that. Really? So, side A was Give Me Shelter. So, the two covers of the album were the uh, singles. Well, the main singles. Uh, I'll maybe. I'll, I'll maybe. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> All music gave it three, three out of five stars. Uh, Rolling Stone gave it two out of three. Man, that's unfortunate. Two out of three? Yeah. But. That's dirty. We still have Mr. Crisco's. Uh, no. Is he on here? He doesn't give a statement, but he, uh, he gives it a C. Probably didn't even listen to it. No. <laughs> yeah. He, he gave it a C because he's a cunt. There. <laughs> C for cunt. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's about that. Uh, but, you know... There's a bonus track CD that has... Um, what? It says there's a, there's a bonus CD tracks here. That says, wow, okay, interesting. What? You're There's, just reading and not sharing. Um, bonus tracks here, the original version of Country Road, the original version of All You Want and the original version of Feeling Alright is out there, but I've never heard those. These are, like, the not the original versions. So, basically, they're demos. They're either demos or they're something that they did, like, like another take or something like that. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder why they did that. Because it has a thing. It's weird to call it the original if that's not what was originally put out. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so apparently the songs that I mentioned are on bonus. They have extended lyrics, uh, like extended uh, extended instrumental sections and stuff like that. Damn. I guess they really wanted to make that really you know tie a bigger jam. Yeah. Well, look, the last side is only three songs. Yeah, and totals about... Maybe it's more talking, too, because there is a lot of talking on it. Man, this side's only 14, 15 minutes long, and the other side was like 20 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, they, I guess they were trying to make a really time-specific album. Interesting. Anyway, so that's I, I, that's it. like I I'd like to hear the originals, so I'll have to find them on uh, on uh, way on uh, way on uh. Can't think of it. All right, charts. Last song. Just gonna tell it right now. 1971 Canada number four, Australia number nine, and Billboard 200 number six. Not fucking bad. Uh, Billboard Hot 100, feeling all right. The single 54. Um, in Canada, went to number 20. Feeling Alright was pretty popular in 1971 around here. Right on. And Gimme Shelter. If I was around, I'd be jamming to it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Billboard Hot 100 for uh, Gimme Shelter, 61. Canada, 49. And Germany, 42. Not bad charts. Just a little roll. Hey, man, to have a song chart in general is just a fucking honor. Yeah, that, that's what I It's an honor? Yeah. And I'm honored. That's honestly what I want in life is just have a song on the charts. If not, just have songs that people listen to. On the radio? Have uh, you guys been played on the radio? No. It's hard because we're in a, a rural place, right, that only plays either French music or rock Why don't hits. you still send it to fucking the Sherbert radio station? Well, there's a couple of Sherbert. But like CJMQ is the line so long. Yeah. But, They've uh, never played you guys? No. Because I sent an email and the guy never got back to me. Send another one. Wow. Send one a day. One a day until Have you ever me. watched Shawshank Redemption? Send one a day and if that doesn't work, send fucking two a day. Jeez. I'll just fucking go there. It's just up the street. Go every day. I didn't play burn. my song. Hey, you didn't <laughs> play my song. Play it today. You never played my song. <laughs> Give hey, him bud. shit. Play my fucking song. <laughs> yeah, we watched the Defiant ones last night. So we're, <laughs> that's where that's going. Play the fucking song. <laughs> um, do you think the Rolling Stones like this version of their song? I'd hope so. Because that's uh, a wicked version, but... I hope that they would be, like, happy that they clearly influenced the band from another country, you know? Yeah. I think they'd like it. Rick, Rick, uh, Rick. Rick. Keith. Mark. Keith Richards there. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he'd probably like this. Guitar and everything like that. Like rock. It's a rock and feel. It does the song I'm sure justice. they enjoy it. You know, there's some covers in this world that, you know, it's kind of shitty. 
with the covers. Yeah. But then there's some covers that are like fucking well, blow it out of the really, water. I think this know, is pretty good. It's like I said good. earlier, if a great musician does a great song, it's not going to be horrible. No, I know, I know. It might like, not be as good as the original for you, but, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, Black Label's always good, so I'm not going to give you a rating. <laughs> what? Black Label's always good, so I'm not going to give you a rating. No beer rating? Well, because I don't remember what I'm getting. I gave my fucking blueberry gelato a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty good. From the two little puffers I had there. Well, I haven't been smoking much lately. So I kind and of did a break, and then like, all of a sudden... <sighs> woo! <laughs> uh, Black Label, I forgot what I gave it, but today, it's, you know, it's not even warm, and it's uh, it's not even cold, and it's tasting good, so I'll give it a fucking seven, eight, eight and a half. Eight nine. and a half? Nine! Ten thousand! <laughs> Ten uh, points to Gryffindor. No, 8.3. That's my favorite. <coughs> Alright, that's it. Fucking Grand Funk. Funk. 50 you don't years. know it, know it. Go <laughs> listen to it. 50 years to survival. Yeah. Fucking. Hey, uh, Don, give Mark a call. Mark, pick up that phone call and... Uh, yeah. Repatch and re-tour. Tour, re-fucking... Don't re- kick Bruce Kulik out, though. No, he can stay. He Keep can the stay. second guitar player. I wonder what happened to Craig Frost. I guess we'll have to find out the next album we do because we, we, he's not on this album. So why would we talk about Craig Frost? He's not on this. Fucking Craigie boy. Um, we'll find out on the next episode. This Maybe. is our probably not because we'll probably do fucking closer to home. Or true. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. There's a burp for you. Um, I just wanted to say I know. Uh, uh, this is probably our last episode before Christmas. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. Happy Holidays. Um, and yeah, and we'll, we're we're probably should we do a New Year's album? Keep the change, you filthy animals. There you go. What should we do a New Year's album? <laughs> yeah. What's a good New Year's album? We'll have to think of one, and we'll do a podcast we'll for, do, before we'll New Year's uh, to end off. Some ACDC. It's a long yeah. way to the top if yeah. you want to listen to ACDC on New Year's Eve. <laughs> we'll do something for New Year's. Try to get something out there. We'll, Finish off the new year with a banger, then start the new year off with a banger. Right? Jimi Hendrix. There you go. Michael Jackson. We, oh, we did him not too long ago, actually. We're going to get bad with it. Oh, yeah. We're going to get bad with All it. Right. Eagles. Fucking like everything we have uh, on our episodes. Follow us. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> share it. Share it. <laughs> I <ain't dying. laughs> Alright, I gotta go. I'm I'm just done. (laughs) See ya. Fucking dying. Alright, have a good week.